who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast. It's Anthony and Billy tonight as Kobe is doing whatever Kobe does when he's not here. Billy, what's going on? <laughs> not much, man. I think uh, Kobe's out playing with Mickey or something. And uh, Where's my royalty checks from that doll he made? I know. Sorry, I don't have the, uh, the Billy doll tonight. <laughs> Uh, or, or we could, or we could play our little special Billy sound effect. Oh man, that was hilarious last week. That was funny. That was funny. Kobe, the the man of uh, a, a million gadgets and sound effects, and yeah, his own DJ DJ noises over there. I know, <laughs> I know. But the the Billy doll, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I give him credit for that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he actually, actually, you know, a little, little impressed me a little bit with that one. Yeah. So, what do we got going on today, sir? All right. Well, of course, we have our usual Laker talk. We want to talk about the start of our of the Lakers here post All Star break. Talk a little Darvin Ham some of the things that uh, have been hot on social media the last couple of days, um, you know, regarding the Lakers, LeBron, Darvin Ham, struggles. So um, before we jump right in, of course, we always want to remind everybody to please check out the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Check us out on IG, check us out on X, and check out our YouTube page. And just a friendly reminder, Billy Wright, stick around till the end to hear our sports and lines. Yes. <laughs> you and I, Billy, a couple weeks ago, were on this pod, and we talked about had the Lakers actually turned a corner, had they figured things out, everybody was feeling really good about themselves. They had won, I think, six out of seven games heading into the All-Star break. And I think you and I were both kind of in the wait-and-see camp, right? We wanted to see how they came out of the all-star break. We knew the first five games were tough. We knew the month of March was tough and we wanted to see, okay, let's see, do they come out and win a couple of these games right out of the break and actually look like they have figured some things out or is it same old, same old. They lose two out of three, three out of four. And we're right back to being a couple of games above 500. Yeah, well. well, here we are, Billy. Three, three <laughs> games in, they're one. They're one and two, blown out in Golden State, uh, token win at home against San Antonio, and basically blown out in Phoenix. Right? They made it interesting for a minute, but Phoenix was up pretty comfortably, fourteen, fifteen points, almost the entire game. Yeah. And now we got the Clippers next. You know, yeah. before. Uh, before an easy Washington, well, sorry, I should say what should be an easy win against yeah. the Wizards, and then 
the month of March starts, which I'll touch on a little bit because month March is tough too. So one and two could be one and three after uh, they play the Clippers. And it's very possible they'll end February two and three, which is kind of what Kobe and I uh, you know, speculated could happen last week. They could finish the month two and three, um, assuming they beat the Wizards, of, of course. Yeah. And the schedule doesn't get much easier in March, as I mentioned. They start off with now, at least they're all at home, but listen to this gauntlet. <laughs> they start off with the Nuggets, <laughs> the Thunder, the Kings, the Bucks, and the Wolves. So, right out of the gate, they play five high level playoff teams in a row. Now, like I said, at least it's all at home. But that is just the start of March. <laughs> so Crazy. they're already one and two out of the all-star break. You know, let's fast forward a week and a half into March. I mean, I don't know, Billy. This, <laughs> this is not a good stretch of, of games that makes you very comfortable if you're a Laker fan. And – with 23 games left in the regular season, they, they're four losses back of the sixth seed. And the way they're currently playing, I don't see this team getting out of the, the play-in. I don't even see it getting see them getting to the seventh seed. Because go, as of right now, Golden State, I think, won earlier today. So they actually moved to the ninth seed. So we're in the tenth seed at, at the moment. Yeah. Now, the good thing is we're going to be in the play-in for sure because after the top 10, the, the, the bottom teams, none of those teams are even trying to win. They're five, six games back of everybody. So the positive is, you know, you know, barring something completely unforeseen, Lakers lose like eight or nine straight games. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to be in the play-in, but I don't see how this team with 23 games left starting March off the way I just told you can make up four losses and actually get out of the plane. No, I, I, I don't know. It, it's like we said, you know, they, they played some must should win games and they won them prior to the mm-hmm. break and they came out and, you know, they proved us to everyone. They didn't turn a corner mm-hmm. and, you know, we're playing a bunch of playoff teams coming up. Um, I know, uh, uh, Anthony Edwards had an injury. Uh, I'm not sure what the results are on that or anything. I'm sure we'll hear that in a couple of days. But um, besides that, I mean, everyone's healthy. Everyone's, mm-hmm. on everyone's playing probably the best basketball. All their teams are playing the best basketball they've had this season. And everyone's fighting for playoff spots. No one wants to be in the play-in. If we're lucky, we'll be in the play-in. And again, you know, another tough fight against a tougher playoff schedule because every team in the West is just playing out of their minds right now. They're playing great basketball. You got a lot of young teams that are just running and gunning and shooting threes. Golden State is actually starting to ramp it up. The Clippers got it together. Uh, Minnesota's on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OKC. I mean, you can't name a team that's not good on the top 10. Any team can go, you know, obviously Denver is the 
the favorite, but man, it, it's just, I don't, with the roster we have and our health issues and, uh, you know, the rotations all mixed in, I just don't see how we come out of the play-in in general. Like, I don't even know if we can make it into the actual playoff bracket. To be honest well, that. well, 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 here's the thing. Like I said, I, I think it's going to be really difficult to get out of the plan. I think it's going to be difficult to even get to the seventh seed. No, I mean, so, if we're in the plan. I don't even know if we can get out. Well, the if, the, if the Lakers finish, well, think about this, Billy. If the Lakers finish eight, nine, or 10, um, it, if you finish eighth, at least potentially, you would only have to play one play in game, but it'd be on the road. If the Lakers finish ninth or tenth, which is you know where they're living right now, yeah. that means you're going to have to win two play-in games. And if they finish tenth, they're both going to be on the road. So you're going to have to play two road one-and-done games just to win the eighth seed. Yeah. And as like you just mentioned, means you're going to face some some combination of either OKC. Denver, the Clippers, or the Wolves. Yeah, and it's... in the first round, and yeah. then your reward for beating if you if you could even beat one of those teams in the first round, then you're going to play, you know, another one. Like let's just say you you start off with the Wolves, and then you beat the Wolves, and your reward is you play Denver <laughs> in the second yeah. round. So you're right; the road is definitely not going to be easy. Um, and I think the biggest concern for me right now, besides health and besides the coaching, which we'll get into in just a bit here is the Lakers recent defense over the last five games, Billy, the Lakers are giving up over 120 points per game. Yep. That ranks 28th in the NBA over that span. So you're talking about a Laker team that supposedly, right, prides themselves on defense yep. is basically the third worst defensive team in the NBA over the last week, over the last five games. And that's crazy, though, because prior to that, we're what we're like in the middle of the pack. We just, yeah. This could, we just suddenly dropped to the bottom and. I don't know if that, you know, is, is motivation, coaching. They're just not trying effort. I don't I don't know what's going on over there. It's hard to tell from the outside looking in, but they're just not getting it done, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're letting teams shoot threes. They they it's and that's been like their problem forever. They double teaming every time they double the wrong guy, they leave a guy wide open and they're obviously that guy's going to make a three because that's what they do against us. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. it was, it was interesting. I heard them talking on the radio today about um, something Kevin Durant said after the Suns game uh, on Sunday. And they were talking about AD and Nurkic because, you know, Nurkic, Nurkic pretty much, I don't want to say he outplayed Anthony Davis in that game, but he, 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 he played above what we would expect Nurkic to do. He was, he pushed Anthony Davis around. He got a bunch of offensive rebounds. He was scoring in the paint. 
And, you know, Durant had said something to the effect of he, he was, he was, he was asking for help a lot on the defensive end because he was either on his own merit or it was the decision of the coaching staff. He was basically cheating off of Nurkic a lot to help on Durant. And you yeah. know, Durant did not have a great game um, in, in that game on Sunday. He didn't shoot the ball the way we're used to him shooting the ball. He didn't score 30 points like, you know, like we, like we're used to seeing him do against us. So it, it just kind of makes you wonder, like you're talking about the defense, Anthony Davis was basically trying to hedge and really help shift his attention to KD and it allowed Nurkic to just go off and get offensive rebounds and second chance points and, uh, you know, really dominate the paint. And I don't know if, like I said, if that was an AD decision or if that was a coaching decision, but it was interesting um, what Durant was saying, what they were uh, talking about on the, on the radio today. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, like Cam said, maybe Davis still's voice wasn't all the way back yet. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. That was I, the excuse I, for the last time they played horrible defense. Yeah, well, he has a – he didn't practice today with like a upper respiratory issue or something like that, so. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. So now we got to wonder, is he going to play against the Clippers? Who knows, right? Yeah. So, but right. you're, you're definitely right, Billy there with, with 23 games left and the month of March, um, a pretty tough schedule. I, I think I saw too, I think the Lakers have like the eighth hardest schedule the rest of the way. Yeah. So well, we, we didn't take the first, you know, X amount of games that we had with the easier schedule serious enough, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what I harped to some people on. You know, I was, I was talking to a couple of guys today. They're like, oh, well, you know, they play when it counts. Look, they want to play in and when the teams win and the playoffs. And I'm like, dude, there's if you don't take the season serious enough, you play yourself right out of everything. Like, I don't think you guys understand. You you still have to take the season, the regular season serious to get in, especially the way competition is nowadays. All the teams are good. All the teams are playing hard. And everybody's gone in for the Lakers as well. So that that's just yeah. double for the Lakers side. Yeah. Well, if you coast too much throughout the regular season, then you put yourself in these predicaments where yep. you go in as the 10th seed and now you have to win two extra games on the road, play the, play the toughest opponent right out of the gate. So you just create such a harder path yep. than – than you than you could have created for yourself if you were just a little bit better and could finish in the top six and not have to, you know, get those 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 extra games or the extra you know grind for just to like you said just to get into the playoffs. Yeah. So, but like I said, we'll see we'll see what they can do this week against the Clippers, and then when. They roll into March um, with these home games. Maybe they'll, you know, play a little better at home because they're going to have to win some of these games. Like those five games in March, they they can't go two and three. They're going to have to win at least three of those five games. I I think to stay to stay in the you know in striking distance basically of you know just not even the sixth seed, just get like the seventh eighth, just to move up 
in the yeah. play-in so you don't have to play two games, right? I agree, yep. So, but, so that brings us to the kind of the, one of the other things I wanted to talk about. Um, and, and we've talked about it at, you know, several different times this year on the pod. But um, again, after the Phoenix loss, there's a lot of chatter about, you know, Darvin Ham and some of the decision-making. And, you know, we actually put, you know, this on our IG, uh, I think, uh, earlier today. And just simple question that we, you know, we asked our listeners and want to get your take. Can the Lakers win with Darvin Ham at the helm? Do you think they can win a championship as long as Darvin Ham is in charge? I personally think it's possible. I don't want to give up on him yet. But at the same time, it looks bad the way things have gone this season because you got you got to the playoffs a certain way last year. You got to the Western Conference Finals a certain way, playing certain guys, using certain rosters. Um, you know, run it back. We get majority of our core back, and then we add mm. some like stuff to to our roster. Uh, you know, unfortunately, one guy gets hurt. He's been gone majority of the season. Who knows where if we will even see him this season? Mm-hmm. Um, we make a trade. We get Dinwiddie, which uh, a lot of people seem to be excited about. Um, you know, not everybody, but some. And then, uh, you know, you got a couple of injuries here and there. You you see the stats lines and the plus minuses and all that. And, you know, I don't know. I have nothing personal against Prince, but I just don't understand why he's getting so much playing time with – and it's just there. It all, all the analytics line up to where we are not good when he plays – what is it, 20-plus minutes or something like that, or 30 minutes or some? I forgot the exact number. but Yeah, it's something like when he plays like over 35 minutes, the Lakers are like 0-18, or, or so, it's something ridiculous like and that. Then it, and then it took to almost the all-star break to start using our old roster again, our old lineups and stuff, and then we saw uh, improvement. But again, like you and I said on, on you know a couple of weeks ago, it was against subpar teams, so it was kind of hard to judge that as well. Um, uh, I don't want, I don't like giving up on coaches after their second year. To be honest, I don't want to be an organization that just gets coach after coach after coach. But I don't know how far you wait or at what point you just say, you know what, I don't think he's the right guy, and you move on. Like you also got to look out there and be like, all right, is there somewhere, someone better, is, you know, or is it maybe the roster wasn't constructed correctly? You know, you, you got to look into it a lot more than just say, oh, you know, this didn't work out the way we did. And here, let's just go grab another coach. You know, you, you have to look at everything and be like, hey, and have a meeting, you know, and all that stuff. I, I think it's possible with the right roster constructed. I, I think part of it's the roster construction and the front office, but um, that's just my opinion. So do you think they could win right now with Darvin Ham? Like, can this roster win right now with Darvin Ham? The way they're playing right now, no. I, I don't see no. them either getting – I don't see them getting past – if they're lucky, they get past the first round. Mm-hmm. If they're lucky. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously – the, the, the path they have to take and the, the predicament they put themselves in, it's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and obviously you're right about 
roster construction and health and front office and all those things. Um, and, and, and maybe that, you know, can be corrected moving forward, but for right now, today, tomorrow, this rest of this season, obviously none of that's going to change. No. So it's, do we have the confidence that Darvin Ham can do whatever it takes, whether it's to motivate the guys schematically adjustments, pregame adjustments, in-game adjustments, in-series adjustments. Like, can he figure it out? Obviously, you talked about the Torian Prince thing. You know, regardless of the the crazy stat, whatever it is, you know, who cares? I think I look at the game Sunday against Phoenix, for example. Phoenix had 14 offensive rebounds in that. There was there was a point. I don't think the Lakers got their first offensive rebound until like over halfway through the third quarter in that game. So, but you watch that game and again, you don't have to be a basketball savant or a schematic genius or a former head coach or whatever, right? To see. So you're watching the game and you you see Phoenix has KD out there, Nurkic out there, Bowl out there, um, and then, you know, they'd spell Nurkic with Eubanks, whatever. So Phoenix was playing, you know, three bigs quite frequently in that game at one time, right? Because yeah, we don't play big. But the Lakers were playing small. Like Phoenix has three bigs out there. They're getting all these offensive rebounds. And we're playing with Anthony Davis and, you know, Torian Prince and LeBron and – um, Reeves and D'Lo and Dinwiddie, like that's where you start. Where, where's ja- Where's Jackson Hayes? Why did Why did Rui, you know, play less than Torian Prince? Like, it just makes you kind of question just simple basic logic, right? Yeah. If they got a bunch of big guys out there and they're grabbing all these offensive rebounds. Wouldn't why are we throw- playing? Why are we playing small? Where's yeah. Hayes? Where's Rui? I mean, I understand Christian Wood was is, was hurt, but what did Jackson Hayes play in that game? Like five minutes? Torian Prince played more minutes than Rui. Like it just it just makes you kind of wonder, you know, even like giving Max Christie a few more minutes because you know Max Christie is bigger than um, uh, Dinwiddie, right? Dinwiddie was yeah. was obviously struggling in that. He wasn't he wasn't contributing anything on the offensive end. So maybe you put Christie out there because he's a little bit bigger. He's a little better defensively. So it just, I think those are the kind of things that make me concerned about Darvin Ham from uh, a, a logistical standpoint, right? Like actual basketball. Yeah. Adjustments and schematics and game plan. Like the thing they were like, the thing I mentioned with AD that they were talking about on the radio today was that a was that designed? Was it designed to have AD kind of not worry about Nurkic so he could focus on helping on KD, and it allowed Nurkic to go off? Like, was that just AD ad libbing, or was that actually by design? Because if it was by design, at some point in the game, couldn't you be like, uh, "Coach, this is not working. Nurkic, yeah. Nurkic has twelve points." And 12 rebounds at the half. We're down 14 points. It's not working. Like, we're getting killed on the glass. Like, 
Maybe we need to make an adjustment and, and try something different. Or maybe we need to go big to, you know, I just, it just makes you wonder. Those are the kind of things that just make me a little nervous when it comes to Darvin Ham that maybe he just isn't, that isn't his forte, right? It isn't his strength to figure out in-game adjustments and how to match things up and how to, you know, be like, okay, this isn't working. Let's, we need to, you know, try this or, because again, it's just simple logic. Phoenix has three big guys out there and we're playing small and they're grabbing all these offensive rebounds and we're getting beat. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have veteran players on there that should see that too and speak up. So, you know, I, I don't know. We don't know what happens in the huddles or in the locker room and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. Uh, we see Darwin Ham, how his demeanor is on the sideline and in press conferences, stuff like that. Very calm, very um, – I want that word on the before, but just he just seems very calm. and He's too casual. Not, it's like, too casual. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, no, there's no sense of urgency. There's kind of no – You don't yeah, see a lot Yeah, there's of no depiction. Yeah, there's no depiction of um, sort of a, a, a power like, – like Phil Jackson commanded authority. Right. Yeah. He, he had a presence about him. I understand it's not a fair comparison because Phil's an all time great. But my point is, is Darvin Ham doesn't when he's, you know, after the game in the press conferences, everything just seems kind of very ho hum, mellow. We'll figure it out. We got to be better. Yeah. You so, know, same thing every press conference. Yeah. And it just, it just makes me wonder. It just makes me question how far this team can go under Darvin Ham because I just don't know if his skill set is good enough to make adjustments like the great coaches, like the Steve's Kerr's and the Ty Lue's and the Spolstra's, the guys that are so good at masterminding a game plan and making adjustments and putting guys in the right positions to succeed and getting the most out of, you know, the guys that they have. And I just don't know if you know, Darvin Ham is capable of that. You know what's crazy too, man? Everyone put this season on AD. Like AD has to be healthy. This is going to run through AD. This is AD. You know, and AD has played what ninety-five percent of the games this year. And AD has lived well. up to his end of the bargain. And he's lived up to all expectation of what he's been having to do. And we're still in the predicament that we're in. Is very very frustrating mm-hmm. no and, uh, on, on paper and we're that's not much why, better than last year and that's why you hear more more of the criticism going to ham now and not the mm-hmm. players yeah so. yeah no i mean like i said i i think some of the criticism <laughs> is fair to a point and for me i just i just want to see better adjustments because last year ham first year coach you, you, you're going to learn you're going to make some mistakes you're going to you know you're going to get yeah. out coach as, as you figure things out but this year I kind of felt like I wanted to see that progression this is the same thing you do when you talk about players right you well, want to see the growth you want to see the adjustments you want to see yeah. the improvement and unfortunately I don't think we've seen a big adjustment or improvement or growth in in his uh schemes or you know mm-hmm. in adjustments or anything like that so that's unfortunate yeah. 
I know, but then the last season, I was like, Ham's going to be better. We're going to run it back. We're going to get mm-hmm. our guys. We got the core. We're going to be solid. Ham's going to learn from his mistakes and so on. And then, yeah, you know, right off this jump, he's mixing up with the lineups all over the place and everything else. And I'm just like, no, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I like I said, I, I, I think that obviously the the month of March is going to be critical for this Laker team. The first two weeks of March is going to be critical because you got all those home games against really good teams. And that's going to be to me, the stretch where the Lakers either put up or shut up, right? They're either going to, you know, turn it on, whatever you want to say, play better and put a little something together and make some noise or the wheels are going to fall off the bus. Yeah, they gotta try to make the statement. Say, hey, we're not, we're not done. You know. Yep. And if and we'll know within the next couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Um. All right. Before we get out of here, of course, uh, Billy, let's do our uh, sports uh, headlines, end lines, <laughs> as you like to call them. Uh, the Warriors and head coach Steve Kerr, they agreed to a he agreed to a two-year, thirty-five million dollar extension making him one of the highest paid coaches in the league now. Right. I think annually. Yeah. Um, Good for him. There were, there were five players suspended in that uh, heat Pelicans game from last <laughs> week. I don't know if you saw that crazy brawl Yeah. at the end, uh, including Jimmy Butler was one of the ones uh, suspended. So, well, some guys got, uh, came off the bench, which I think is just kind of stupid. I don't like that type of suspension, but. Yeah, it was it was a mess. And, uh, was a mess. Jimmy Butler had a heat watching party when on on the day they were suspended. Got got <laughs> the guys together and they were watching the game and celebrating the and stuff. So I know that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, the Clippers they unveiled their new uniforms and their new logo for next season. Uh, what do you think of the logo? There's been mixed uh, opinions on. I mean, it's all right. Does it look like a ship? Does it look like it looks like a cruise liner? Does it look like an actual clipper ship? Like, what's it yeah, supposed to look like? The whole thing is supposed to be a clipper ship because that's what they had out in San Diego when they're in San Diego and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad logo. It's not, it's not as plain as the one they have now. The uniforms they changed to tweak a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, the uniforms look 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 better than they do now. I, I like the importance yeah. of the uniforms. The logo, all reds, all reds don't look bad. I don't know. Yeah. The logo, the logo right. I'm not totally sold on, but the and uniforms I thought looked better. Going into a new arena, you 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 want to rebrand and all that stuff, and that's that's a good move. I I know they're talking about uh, changing the name as well because they wanted to just rebrand completely, but uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the fans were against it, so they kept the name. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they'd have to have a totally different logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, uh, former Commanders offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, he is now the new associate head coach at UCLA. So, kind of a little bit of a surprising move, I think, but um, be interesting to see how that situation in UCLA plays out. Um, you know, because they just obviously a, what, a couple weeks ago, um, you know, promoted, I guess, Deshaun Foster to the head coach. So, yeah, because Chip Kelly took an offensive coordinator job. Yeah, yeah, he bolted for Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. But 
So interesting, interesting uh, dynamic there with the enemy coming over from the NFL to be the associate head coach. Then you got a, a, a new first time, uh, you know, head coach in Deshaun Foster. So it'll be interesting that's how that works out. By Ohio State as well. So uh, mm-hmm. keep an eye on that one too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, last but not least, Billy, I don't know if you saw this today, but Shohei Otani made his Dodger spring training debut. And what a surprise, Billy. He hit a home run. Yep. That's that's the way you make a debut, man. Good for him. Yep. Man, third at bat. Bang. (laughs) I'm happy for the guy, man. He did did some good things over here in Anaheim and – you know, he's going to just do even a lot more good things out there in L.A. So, yeah. Well, I'm you know, there. obviously, he's I'm good... very excited for this season. Oh, I'm sure you are. You got your boy Kiki back, right? Yeah, yeah, Kike. Kike, yeah. Kike. They, they, traded, they traded away Mar- Margot so they could sign Kike. Yeah. <laughs> they had to open up a roster spot. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, cool. very excited. Very excited for this uh, this Dodger season, so. I would be too if I was you. Yep. And those are our headlines, Billy. All right. Some good stuff there. And uh, yeah, not a whole lot going on this past week, but, uh, you know, a couple of big things here and there. And, you know, we'll see what what the Lakers can uh, do for us in the next coming weeks here. Yeah. Like we said, we'll definitely (laughs) learn a lot about this team uh, at the start of March and see if they can sort of put something together and actually string together some wins uh, with a little more consistency um, before we head into uh, you know, the play-in, play-off uh, scenarios. Yep. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate it. And uh, we encourage you, of course, uh, you know, please uh, keep checking out the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Check us out on X. Check us out on IG. Check us out on YouTube. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Matter of Stats Podcast.